On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are talking to our great friend, our great friend. I'm willing to go friend there, Tate. Of the program, the original friend of the program, mm-hmm. uh, Duncan Robinson. We talked about his experience at All Star Weekend. He was um, he was in the three point contest. You might not remember because um, it happened quick, Tate. He, he was only he was only a part of it for like a minute and a half. Yeah, he, he said three minutes. So let's say out. three minutes most. At most. Um, we talked to him about that experience, how how he let down Dwayne Wade, uh, how mm-hmm. uh, we talked about John Beeline, um, some stuff there. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news. Uh, John Beeline was not well mm-hmm. received in the NBA, um, and and all sorts of other stuff. Duncan's awesome. He he has been. Uh, he, we call him the original friend of the program. We talk about it a little bit. We have a there's a fun story that that we talked about like why why we latched on to Duncan his senior year at Michigan and how that all came about. Um, we talked about that a little bit. Too, yeah, so you were like almost that. like the Scooter Braun. You know, you were just scrolling online, and then you found Duncan. No, I'm kidding. No, yeah. Duncan Robinson, <laughs> he tells the story. It's great. Uh, uh, we got to talk about San Diego State. We are also yes. going to talk about our trip to San Diego State. We went down for the f- the home finale, the senior night game against Colorado State, yes. uh, and and what an experience that was. We'll, we'll get into it. Just, just save your thoughts, Dave. I see, I see you're ready to just be shot out of a cannon here and talk about all that. Um, we're going to hit that. Also, Duke lost. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> they did. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Who would have thought? Uh, uh, we'll, we'll hit on that. We'll hit on some Maryland stuff, too, because I know Maryland fans are cracking their knuckles mm-hmm. and, and ready to, to fire off tweets at me, and, and they're waiting to hear what I can say so they can <laughs> throw it back in my face. They're the new market, so basically. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I will give Maryland fans plenty of, uh, of, of ammunition here in a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, that's what that's what's on the docket today. We're gonna get to all of it, but first, Danny Manning never dies. He takes the timeout. Technical They're foul. The Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, we are recording this on Thursday. Uh, we're, we're recording a little early today, um, so by the time you're listening to this, uh, a lot of games have been played. So I, I just want to get that off the top. That right now, Wisconsin, don't hold us to any of the games. Anything that, are being that happens played. tonight yes, does yes, not yes. count. And the reason why is Tate and I are going to Poly Pavilion mm-hmm. uh, tonight for the Arizona State UCLA Who game. Who is the hottest team yes. in the Pac-12? Find out tonight. We are. We are, that's what we're going to do. We're going to find it out tonight. Um, so yeah, so if if something crazy happens in the IU Purdue game, I, I saw I think Wisconsin's up seven early on Michigan. Uh, so I, th- that's why we're not talking about anything there. If if if, mm-hmm. if Jeff Jackson hits a half court hook shot <laughs> for the win, and you're like, I can't believe Titus and Tate didn't talk. That's why. That's a uh, that's the reason why we're we're we got to get to Poly Pavilion. Traffic is uh, is out of control in this city, so we we have to we have you have to, to tell that. everyone that it, when you live in LA, people just want to know one thing. You just say, man, traffic. And traffic. Everyone yeah, everyone like, relates. Uh, it brings people together. It is so, a great excuse. Yeah. It takes like four is, hours to get to Brooklyn. It used to be my excuse to get out of everything when I lived in the Midwest was just diarrhea. I just go there and make everybody uncomfortable. They're like, why are you late? And I was like, ah, shit, I had diarrhea. And they're like, I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> That's it. Uh, uh, traffic is my new excuse. Traffic is a little it, more it palatable. It's very true that it seems like more accepted in the Midwest and the South. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I had diarrhea last week. I get it, buddy. <laughs> Handshake. Is- hand wash. And coronavirus. <laughs> yes, yes. Watch out, folks. Stay safe out there. Uh, speaking of trips, we we took a trip down we south. Uh, we went to San Diego. We went to San Diego. San Diego. Yes, a trip unlike any other, really, because mm-hmm. you know, again, we left Los Angeles around primetime traffic. We got to San Diego mm-hmm. right when you want to get there around five o'clock. We're playing you know? Grateful Dead as we're rolling into campus, <laughs> yes. uh, just to honor Bill Walton in his hometown. Um, that was fantastic. There uh, are skaters everywhere. That was my initial thought. Yeah, the skaters. I, I, let's do initial thoughts. Just yes. right right out of the gate um the the skateboarding lanes that san diego state has on campus mm-hmm. is was baffling to me i've never been in anywhere in the world including la like 
LA even they they kind of have like skate parks. It's like if you want to skate, go to that little tiny area on Venice Beach. Otherwise, mm-hmm. keep it out of my face. Mm-hmm. And and Jonah Hill did all he could with mid nineties to pretend like skating is like a huge thing in LA. Mm-hmm. It is. A lot of people skate, but like the government isn't saying, oh, we love it. Skate, you know, <laughs> keep skating. Kids. Skating is always the counterculture. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what makes skating skating, right? But it's San Diego. What if I told you skater bros became government officials yes. <laughs> who then put in skater laws? In San Diego, it is the culture. It is not the counterculture. It is no. they have they have bike racks, but instead of for bikes, they're for skateboards. And it says if you put your bike on the skateboard rack, you will be executed. Um, it, it was wild. That that stood out to me. So many guys with backwards hats. Uh, so many mm-hmm. guys with jerseys and no shirts on underneath, <laughs> just letting the guns out. Mm-hmm. Um, so many flip flops. Like that was the st- the stereotypical look as a kid in flip flops. He's got like what looked like swim trunks on. Uh, a sand- a Kawhi Leonard jersey with no undershirt, mm-hmm. a backward snapback, and a skateboard under his arm, and he's walking. And you're like, "Why don't you use your skateboard?" And he's like, "Cause I actually don't know how to skate. I just want to walk with the skateboard under my arm." <laughs> but if I don't have a board here, it <laughs> yeah. will get bad. <laughs> I'll be expelled. So that's it. Yeah, <laughs> please run. Uh, but yeah, we got down to San Diego State. We went to uh, the Viejas Arena, and we pointed out that we believe we have not confirmed this. I refuse to look it up. But apparently, the Viejas Arena was built in the Aztec. I Bowl. have confirmed it. Doug Gottlieb confirmed this to me when I went on his radio show. He uh, he told me this was it was built on top of the the Aztec bowl, which feels like an Aztec tradition. Twenty minutes later. It feels like a little <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yes. Just keep it, it feels a little I mean, building it on top of like a burial ground. Like if, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to it's refresh too, my Aztec uh, yes. history there, but mm-hmm. that seems a little it seems like they were Bad trying element. to pay homage, but we're not sure. Yeah. I mean, they're winning games, though. So, obviously... They are winning games. Yeah. Um, the, the the arena, so let's talk about that a little bit. The mm-hmm. Viejas Arena, my review, uh, five stars, uh, uh, two thumbs up. Ah, oh, well, let me, let, me, let me dial it back. Two complaints. <laughs> and, and one of them... One if of you them, are part of the show <laughs> or the show alumni, turn one, the volume down right now. One, so, complaint, complaint number one, I'll admit, might just be my fault. Uh, I just might be an idiot, but... I was under the impression that the only way to get concessions or beer or go to the bathroom or anything was to walk all the way up to the top. They might have had them on the lower level, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, so I wasn't paying attention. So I'm sure some San Diego State fans like, you idiot, you could have just walked down four rows and, and went there. I didn't see it. I wasn't paying that much of attention. I thought the only, so basically. I don't think so. I think you are correct. To set that. the stage, yes. you walk in at the top. It's one of those arenas. Like Iowa has the same deal. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of others I remember that, that have that, where you walk in at the top. Newcastle, Indiana, the biggest high school gym in the, in the world has that. You walk in well, at the top. We all know the. Yeah. We all know Newcastle. <laughs> you know Newcastle. Uh, you go down. Uh, you walk into the top, and then you go down. Right. That's mm-hmm. uh That's how it's it's built. And so <laughs> if you're sitting on like the third row, it's my understanding, Tate. If you want a beer, you got to walk like forty flights of stairs to get a beer. Yes. If you yeah. are scared of heights, uh, or if you have any sort of uh, proclivity to not feel like you are going to fall face, you know, yeah. right into the actual court, it may be something that you don't want to do. The good news uh, is, but otherwise, just, it's a beautiful place. Going we back, met the show. Going back down is easy because you just show. Need, turn it back up. Come yeah, back. going back down uh, those stairs is easy though. You just get on your skateboard. They have a skateboard <laughs> lane right there. You can just whip it right down, uh, jump on the ramp. Uh, so that that was complaint number one though. Was uh, you have to walk all the way up the stairs. Complaint number two was Good they, cardio though. They stopped serving beer at halftime, which is such a tease. Like mm-hmm. I honestly, I, I'm scared to say it because I I don't want to be held to this, but I think I would rather just not serve beer at all than serve it up until halftime and cut me off. I'd rather just go in to be like, oh, it's one of those schools you just can't drink at, at the game. That's okay. You don't want to be I teased. Understand it. Yeah, but I was You're teased. Like, I was like, the full thing. I get there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They got beer. This is fantastic. I'm going to be drinking beers all night watching college basketball. And I had a couple, and then I go back to get one at halftime, and they're like, sorry, sir. 
no no beer. But you no, do have to point out right. on campus they have a yeah. bar Eureka, mm-hmm. which is literally on campus, an actual bar that serves beer. That literally they give you a brown paper bag and they say wink wink. Yeah, have a nice walk, which is basically walk around with a brown paper bag, which I love. That was nice. Yeah, no that, complaints that was there. nice. Yeah. The, the, the wink wink is always nice. Yeah. That, that was, like, that we're like, what's move. the bag for? They're like, you know what the, you know bag's, what the bag's for. for. <laughs> Fist and, then, and then the lady's like, I listened to the pod, drop the bag, am I right? Like chicken wing dust. And we're like, God damn it. No. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Not like None this. of that happened. Not like this. <laughs> she was uh, like $50. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we, we don't have cash. We have a podcast. Please. Please, lady. Um, but so, then we had a nice uh, friend yeah, of the program, Brian. Right? Brian. Shout out, Brian. Yeah, brought us, brought our, brought, yeah. brought us some beers. Um, Thanks, Brian. So, the question is, why did we go? What What was the point of this trip? Uh, I still don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think it was to curry favor with the Aztecs. Yeah, yeah. It was and to understand where they're coming from. And now I do. We we originally set the trip up. This was supposed to be <laughs> clinching the undefeated season, even though they still have one more game on Saturday mm. or Sunday, something like that, at Nevada. Um, who cares? In our mind, that you win your last game at home, you're still undefeated. We all have a party. We all celebrate. No one's worried about Steve Alford. Right. Yes. That was that was originally the plan. So we 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 had this plan for this trip. Uh, they obviously lost to UNLV, and then it became okay. So now let's go get a vibe. Let's go. Let's go get a Live temperature jet. reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On on how do San Diego State fans feel about this team now that they've lost? They've they've <laughs> they've tasted defeat. What is the vibe? Um, I don't know. I I don't feel like they're super optimistic. I, and I don't think it's because they lost one game because they didn't play particularly well against Colorado State either. And I'm judging this off of the old women we met, mm-hmm. the uh, the legends of the show. The uh, we, we talked about them on the show. They, Betty Boucher. Is, that's a real name. Yes, Betty Boucher. Right, we're getting confirmation. Betty Boucher, uh, sister of Bobby Boucher. I looked up Betty Boucher when they told us that was her name. I looked it up. She's like a, a former wrestler. I'm not even kidding. It's like some old wrestler, like in black and white era, where where the guys had like the the, the twirled mustaches mm-hmm. and. and <laughs> And every yes. wrestling storyline yes. was like a robber, people robbing trains or something. And yeah, like yeah. she was like an old time wrestler. There's Gallagher to the right smashing pumpkins. Do you think yeah. it's the same woman? Do you Probably. think she was a wrestler? Yeah, maybe. That'd make a lot of sense. I think so. I mean, look, let's be honest. Anytime you have a mascot for a school, there are questions to be asked as to what is the backstory. You know, we figured this out with <laughs> yeah, Sister right. Jean. You know, you mean you got to figure it out. So Betty Boucher, very lovely lady. Um, and she has concerns about Malachi Flynn, which we both had a little yeah. bit of concern for. She called Malachi. She, we, we were asking her how she feels, and she said, um, Malachi is the nicest kid, mm, which we and know I, that we I, know what that I, means. I was like, "Oh no, oh no!" Mm-hmm. And then she said, "I hope he can figure it out because he's not playing well right now." So, ish, ish. Uh, he yeah. kind of figured it out though. Yeah, in the second half of that game, I mean, they were down. We were saying to each other, we were like, "I think that we might have to turn on San Diego State because we can't be, <laughs> yeah, no. you know, riding with losers." You know what I mean? At one point, uh, and they were able to figure it out. Malachi Flynn started hitting some shots, and Matt Mitchell had a nice game. We figured out that Wetzel was the real Wetzel, star yeah. of the show. They love Wetzel. They love they Wetzel. Lo- they love making this pun about Wetzel's pretzels, and I don't know if that's sponsored, but it's apparently hilarious in San Diego. Uh, we learned all this. At, at one point, I, I don't know what this is doing for the listeners, but they did win the game, so they're, they're back. They, they are no, one we're, we're, we're trying to we're trying to set the stage. People listening, they 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 want to know what it's like. Like you know, people <laughs> might want to go to a game at San Diego State. They, they should, yeah, it they was should. A great experience. I will one hundred percent go back. Uh, it was, and I don't say I I do. I'm trying to check myself because I I do have a tendency to just love anytime I go to see a new arena. I love it. I just mm-hmm. I'm just I just love new things. So I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. But I really do think uh, their arena was odd. There, there was not a bad seat in the house. We spent most of the – we had decent seats, and we still just chose 
to stand at the top the entire game because it was it was a decent view and also I just didn't want to climb the stairs to get beer and go to the bathroom. It's also one of those things where I love like being like the dad at a tournament. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. can't sit in the seat. You got to stand. Oh my up god, dude! Distance. When I was living in Ohio and I'd go to the high school football games, which I totally did. You can mm-hmm. think that's creepy or whatever. No, but you don't it, get it. It happens in, in small in, town. Forty nine states, yeah, it's yeah. football. But leaning up against the fence, is, just watching. Yeah. yeah, I always like the most power move. The the, the way you you tell everyone that you swing a big dick in those small towns of Ohio is when you go to the high school game, you're standing on the top row, leaning up against the fence in the back. Mm-hmm. That is the move. The uh, the poser move, I think that's the front row guy. I think that's the dad <laughs> who's like off, like behind the end zone. Like that's the dad who like doesn't have a relationship with his kid, but is like trying to, and he's trying his best. And he's like kind of, that's the guy that's all. The, the great dads are the ones that are at the top row Arms crossed, leaning back, mm-hmm. and, and criticizing every coaching decision and every yes. player that's not yes. his son. I had multiple times in soccer games where my coach would turn around, Coach Hicks, uh, you know, a legend, and would look at my dad and say, "Clay, shut up." <laughs> yeah. And I could, and I would love, I was like, "Thank God, finally!" I was like, "I can't say it." I mean, at one time in a game, I literally was like, "Shut up, please, shut up, stop." You don't know anything about soccer. This is a baseball to basketball player, but still. I, I lived that life. I understand it. So yeah. now I have, like, yeah. I do it. You know what I mean? When something that's happens, what we did. You, yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what we were doing. A serious thing. We were yeah, just crossing our arms, like, <laughs> waiting for, yeah. We weren't cheering. We weren't being cheering negative. At all. And then as soon as they take the lead, we start clapping. We're yeah. like, all right, about damn time. It's my team. That's what we like to see. <laughs> uh, what other thoughts do we have on our on our San Diego State experience? Well, Kawhi Leonard uh, was, was a thought. We went to the bookstore uh, beforehand. We got, you know, you know, decked out and all things Aztec gear. But Kawhi Leonard has a presence there, and he's a guy that doesn't market himself really at all, but he has jerseys with his they actual name. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah, they love Kawhi Leonard. As so they I, should. I find that fascinating. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, great campus. I love the campus. I love the 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 student body. They they there's a lot of there's, it was bigger than I realized. A lot of uh, thirty thousand undergrads. What but, we've heard. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's very broy as you might imagine. As I as I already said, at one point I went to the restroom and. Uh, these Again, two, the show. Turn it down. Yeah, these two guys. They know what they are. They 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 know what they are. Uh, at one point, these two guys come into the bathroom and they're laughing and they're uh, they're squinting their eyes and they're just like, uh, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So I look right at both of them and I just do the exact same thing and I go, ah, and they lost it and just started <laughs> laughing harder. Mm-hmm. And then I walked out. Not a word was said, but I swear, if I saw those guys right now, they would like lose their minds and be like, "That's the guy from the thing." It was it was it was that <laughs> That's kind the of guy we saw in yeah. mushrooms. <laughs> that was the guy. That's right, Todd. Yeah. That was him. Um, we have to point out that there uh, there was. Oh, we have to talk about the banner, though. We have <laughs> yeah. not. We have not talked about. We this. buried the lead. This we is the did real bury story. the lead. This yes. is the real. This, this is one hundred percent the real story. Uh, San Diego State has a Mountain West, a twenty twenty Mountain West mm-hmm. regular season title banner <laughs> hanging in Viejas Arena, and they did during Already. the entire game. Already, <laughs> and and we talked to the fans about it, and they're like, "Yeah, we clinched, so we hung the banner right away." And Tate and I looked at each other like, mm-hmm. "That is not how you do it. Mm-hmm. You do mm-hmm. not hang the banner right away. That is that is very very bad. In fact." We found out that they hung the banner right before they played UNLV. You do the math on that one. A loss. You do the math on that one. And then they, they did not play well against Colorado State, even though they ended up winning it. They were like 14-point favorites, and they you know, had to scratch and claw to, to hold on to that one. So I don't know. I, I, I want to believe in San Diego State. I, I like their team enough. Like this is a weir- Any other year, I don't think I necessarily believe in this team, but like it's a weird year. Mm-hmm. They play defense. Matt Flynn is is good Malachi Flynn. I'm sorry, not Matt Flynn. Matt uh, Flynn is not good. He Malachi is, Flynn is a uh, he is, is not playing quarterback. Malachi Flynn is good enough. Like he he you know I like defense and guards you can give the ball to to score for you. They have that coming. So like you could sort of talk me into San Diego State, but when I saw the banner, I was like oof. Mm. 
it was the definition of act like you've been there before. And the weird thing is they have won the Mountain West regular season. I think four years ago we saw. Yeah, 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 they won the tournament a couple years ago. So they have been here. Yeah, they're still acting this way. But I think that's a part of the show. I think it's a little bit of confidence, and yeah. maybe they need that. I don't know. Yeah. We did not see Coach Fisher, by the way, Steve Fisher. I was, I was bummed out about that. I was hoping he would be like Lute Olson, mm-hmm. who just like goes to all the games and sits there and, and, and hawks over the program. He's like, I could, I could coach better <laughs> I could than all coach. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If only yeah. this is my team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was a great time. It was cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I can't recommend that arena enough if you're in Southern California. If you're one of those people like I am uh, who you just like to go check out new arenas, new environments, all that kind of stuff, and you're wondering, should I put Viejas Arena on my list? Mm-hmm. I say yes. I say yes. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to have Duncan Robinson, right? I mean, this is all this is our San Diego State talk. I don't know what else we can do. I feel like we oh, this is a paid ad. This is like visit <laughs> San Diego State. And I loved every second of it, but I'm still I'm hesitant. You know what I mean? I'm still like I'm waiting for like Ashton Kutcher to pop out or something and be like, "This isn't a real." They, they, not all these people are down here. This school doesn't exist. They haven't won all these games. All but right, it was well, great. All right, you have nothing else. I have nothing else. I have nothing uh, else. Thank you to San Diego State, though. Thanks for letting us come down. We wish we could have been uh, celebrating undefeated season, but um, next year, okay. there's they're, always next year. They're one and zero. We started a new streak. Yes, we if, should take credit for that. If they win 26 games in a row again, they will win the national title, Tate. I did Lock it in. So, um, you know, maybe maybe this is the start of something new. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We are going to talk to Duncan Robinson about all the things going on in his mm-hmm. life right after this. Except for San Diego State. Quick break to talk about Manscaped. If you're listening to this podcast right now, I want you to take a second look down. When was the last time you shaved your junk, Tate? Today. Mm, nice. Thanks to Manscaped. It's been a while for the rest of you listening. Don't lie. But with Manscaped, they are holding you accountable to get rid of the funk and shave your junk. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. It is forever changing the grooming game with the Perfect Package 3.0 Essentials Kit, the perfect tools for your family jewels. Uh, The Perfect Package 3.0 Kit comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. My God, imagine the the disaster scene down there if you've got to use the lawnmower. Uh, It is waterproof, cordless, body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to manscaping's advanced skin-safe technology. And, of course, let's not forget about the crop preserver and anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, right? So why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? When you purchase the new Perfect Package 3.0, at manscaped.com, you get the biggest bang for your buck. Subscribers get a replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. For a limited time, get not one but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TATE. There it is. Love always it. the code TATE. Love that. Uh, 20% off for free shipping with the code Tate at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. 20% off free shipping. Use code Tate at manscaped.com. Your partner, your body, and your balls will thank you. I got to tell you about another thing uh, that's happening. The most uh, useful app on my phone. It's hard to find time to sit down to read and learn more. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on your personal development. Well, Titus, there is an incredible app that solves this problem, and I highly recommend it. It's called... Blinkist. Mm. Have you heard of this? Blinkist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Of course. Blinkist is really unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. But will it shave your balls? I don't know. I know that it will deodorize your balls. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes. 
You heard that oh, right. Oh, that's fantastic. Just 15 minutes. I love that. Successful people like business leaders are well known for reading a lot of books. Blinkist is made for busy people like you. Yeah. I'm serious. It's yeah, made that's for fantastic. You. Yeah, 12 million people right now are using Blinkist, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from bestseller lists, as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read, or the books that your kids have to read for class. And they need to figure it out in 15 minutes because they have to write a report. <laughs> and you don't remember reading Treasure right. Island? Right. You don't remember that. You so, don't know. Sounds like a very personal story. That I time. don't have any kids, but I'm just saying. I feel like it would work out in that way. I like Blinkist personally because uh, I'm able to, like I said, knock out these books really quickly. I'm trying to read 75 books this year, so I need to I need to get on this. Look, yeah. you, you can use it when you're driving around in the car, yeah. maybe to the studio, you know, when you're That's going perfect. back home after. Maybe we go to Polly Are Pavilion. You, hold on. So when you read, when you listen to books, do you count that as reading books? Just as an aside. Yes. You do? No, I mean, so actually, you, no. I, I don't really listen to books. Would you say... Other than Blinkist. Like that's you, the only time that I will ever, ever listen to anything. But if it's you only listen, 15 minutes. So if you, listen to, uh, if you listen to Harry Potter audiobook, are you then saying, I just read Harry Potter? Are you using no, the word I've read, read it too many times. No, you're I would not, never say that. You're not understanding the question. I would never say you would that. Never, you no, would never say you're no, right. no, I think that's cheating. Yeah. I, I heard. I heard Harry Potter. Yeah, you can, say, you can say I heard Harry Potter, yeah. I listened to. Harry Potter. Yes, it was around me, yes. Uh in fact, I have to mention, I've read and listened to uh, these books right now. I've listened to uh, Tiger Woods by Jeff Benedict. This is mm. a book all about, you know, Tiger Woods, a guy that, you know, I grew up idolizing. I mm. wanted to be I've a lot like, him. yeah, Tiger Woods. He's a great guy. Uh, and then another one that's been uh, really interesting that I find, you know, beyond interesting is uh, Sea Stories, uh, My Life in Special Operations, because, again, the Tiger Woods connection there is the, the mm. special ops part of that. Uh, with Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Tate, try for free for seven days, and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash Tate to tar- Blinkist.com slash Tate to start your free seven-day trial, and you'll save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash Tate. Please, go do that first. Go uh, listen to a book and shave your balls and see which one gets done first. Yeah. With Blinkist. 15 yeah. minutes. Come we'll, on. Uh, the race is on. Please. All right. Joining us now is the starting shooting guard of your Miami Heat, the original friend of the program, mm-hmm. um, the only NBA player that John Beeline, the only NBA player that John Beeline likes, and who likes John Beeline back. Oh, um, it is. First of all, where are you, Duncan? We we it, it, uh, most people are listening. Immediately, to this, but Duncan's like taking yeah, off he's, camera. He's like, I, I cannot be here. Uh, most people are listening to this probably, but we do put the shows up on YouTube. So if you want to see where Duncan is, uh, it looks like you're in a bunker somewhere. Um, wh- where are you coming? Where where where, where are we if looking you need, at? Like yeah. help, any sort of help, we can bring something. We don't know. We're at Fox now. We can do something. Despite what it looks like, I'm actually checking in from uh, from Miami, Florida. Beautiful Miami, Florida. Okay. I'm, uh, I was 85 and sunny here today, so Fantastic. despite my uh, my background here, I'm actually doing all right. I all appreciate right. the conversation. Okay, all right, just make it sure. Um, I want to start with Beeline. Let's just get it out of the way. Uh, uh, what, what? Great to see you, Duncan. <laughs> I hope all is do you, well. No, do you feel partially responsible for uh, the first time? It wasn't the first time. It was the second time you played him, dropping nine threes <laughs> on him. And, and uh, like, why? Why would you do that to your former coach, Duncan? You scored 29 points. You hit nine threes. Um, yeah. do you feel like this is your fault in some way? I'm not going to take the blame for this one. Uh, <laughs> I will say, I will say I, uh, that was, that was a special moment for me. Um, some of my, my favorite moments from this year was that game, just cause it was kind of my first big game. 
uh, mm. which was, you know, exciting in its own right. Um, but to do it against him, and I have a lot of love for him, obviously, but just to see like on some of my shots, just like his antics on the sidelines. Yeah. I don't know if you want to like pull up, you can pull up and look at those clips, but it's just like, it was just funny. Cause I was always on the side of like, Oh, we just gave up another three and now he's going to be pissed at us. But now it was like reversed. Cause like now I was the one doing it to him. All love though. You know, I love cooking. Did it have something to do with Isaiah Liver starting over you? Was, that what it, <laughs> was it about that? Were you talking shit to him? Were you, every time you turn, you're like, that one's, that one's for putting me on the bench, coach. <laughs> I mean, there, you know, there was a little uh, added motivation for there that performance. Uh, but, but once again, it, it's it's born out of love. You know yeah, what I mean? I, of I, course. I have nothing but love for coach. After you hit three threes, he's in the timeout huddles. He's like, I've seen this kid play a million times. He's not hitting any more than that. And then you hit a couple more, and he's like, all right, he's definitely done. Five is his limit. He can't shoot any. I watched him for years. He sucks. Um, no, so what, what do you think is next for coach? What do you, like, what, what, how do you see it? I get asked this all the time about that, Mata, so I have to return the favor and do it to you. And, and yeah, I, I sure. know that you have no information, but uh, I'm putting you on the spot anyway. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I really don't have any information. Uh, I think if he wanted to get back into college coaching, I think he definitely could. I think he'd still, uh, you know, obviously he can really coach. Um, I could also see it work out where he maybe does some front office stuff or, uh, you know, with an NBA organization or, uh, you know, honestly, knowing Coach Beeline, like I, I could see him doing something like with the NCAA or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, he's always been a big advocate for the NCAA, um, for better or worse. But uh, so I could see that as well. <laughs> well, he said he. Can he, you tell him not to do that? Yeah, I mean, I, we, we don't want you to steer him anyway. But maybe this is the time you're like, Coach, go to Texas. I'll come back and play there again. He, he part of the reason he says he doesn't really, or the, the reason was cited that he left Michigan in the first place is that he hates recruiting. Um, again, do you feel responsible for that? Because like, I feel like his recruitment of you of like watching division three games in New Hampshire, he was probably like, my yeah. God, I mean, like it got me Duncan Robinson, but at what cost I had to go to, to all, you know, do you feel responsible well, for that? Cause like, if he's just recruiting five stars, is that so hard? No, but to find like diamonds in the rough, like you is, is a pain in his ass. So again, that's, there's some truth <laughs> to that, but I, I'm, I won't take responsibility for that. Cause I was literally beating down his door to try to get, that's true. Him me to come to Michigan. So like yeah. it was in, you know, it's more so I think probably the, and he also never came anywhere near New England. Oh, really? recruit. Like I was going to Michigan. Yeah, you're, the, you're the easiest recruiter he's ever landed. Yeah. Easiest. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, all it took was you have an offer and I can make it on the spot. So like, yeah. I, I don't think my recruitment is the example of like, you know, the tedious components of recruiting, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, in all his years in college basketball, he had to go through some, mm-hmm. Some tough time that yeah, person. we'll blame Aubrey Dawkins, right? He's he's probably the guy we can put the blame on. <laughs> yeah, um, too all right, we have to talk about the three point contest performance. Uh, we, uh, I, I, I mean, we blame Dwayne Wade here on this program. He was he was putting a lot of pressure on everybody for the Miami Heat. He was able to rig one of the competitions, but he obviously wasn't able to figure out the Mountain Dew ball. We just want to talk about the whole layout. How, the how often? Contest. How often has it been brought up to you that? That Bam won his contest, Derek won his contest, and you were the one Heat representative that could have put a nice little bow on everything, and you did not win. And you're supposed to be the shooter. <laughs> oh man, I I have been getting crushed. And you know, we honestly like we we have a great fan base here. I was at uh one of the coaches on our staff. I went to his son's lacrosse game the other day, mm. and this lady comes up to me and she's like, uh, you know, big fan. Can I take a picture? I'm like, yeah, of course, absolutely. She's walking away. And she like snaps and turns around. She goes, oh, yeah, by the way, you had one job. <laughs> <laughs> and that was D-Wade's like whole thing. Like, yeah, that's what he... you have one job. Yeah, that was like his whole thing. So like now everywhere I go, I just get like, 
you had one job yeah. just like shouted at me. Um, but with that being said, you know, I was given the opportunity and I, and I didn't capitalize. So I got to live with that and I got to own that. Well, just yell back at them 10 threes. You yeah. Because you, yeah. you have the franchise record for threes in a game. Just say 10 threes. Uh, yeah. The, the D Wade def- definitely did not help you at all. And <laughs> no. Reg, Reggie, he like no. gassed Reggie up too. Did, have you actually watched the broadcast of it? Did you actually hear what I they have, were saying? I haven't. I saw the one clip where he said I wasn't invited to any party yeah. and, <laughs> uh, and I had one job. That's about all I said. That was, as soon as you get up there, Reggie and D-Wade are like, here we go. He has one job. Don't blow it, yeah. Duncan. Here we go. And I was like, oh, my God, this yeah. is not going to go It was the go worst well. setup ever. I mean, it was not fair. So we're on your side. I, I'd also like to say this, and this is, you know, everybody had to go through it. So, like, uh, it's not like I was the only one who had this kind of system set up the way it was. But, like, you get two minutes to warm up. Everybody's out there. There's a guy on a mic screaming in your ear. It's like you if you feel like you're a part of a circus more yeah. than like actually shooting a basketball. Um, with that being said, that didn't stop Buddy Hill from making 26 right. in both rounds. So it's like I can't well, – uh, you know, it's not like a cop-out or anything, but I, I wish I had done better. You just didn't make shots. You got to make shots. I didn't make shots. You, you, so, you know, it's basketball that happens sometimes. Buddy Hill also had the, the Kobe thing, and the he, he dedicated it to the Bahamas, mm-hmm. the hurricane victim. I think you were always destined to – you know – there's there's a little element yeah, of destiny. You weren't doing that, it for something larger than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Other than D Wade. And D yeah. Wade, he was yeah. sending bad energy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the program, obviously. And the program. Oh, and yeah. the program, of course. Yeah. He literally yeah. said at one point. Pat he, rally in the heat. he said, like, you're halfway through. You started out kind of slow. And D Wade is like, come on, Duncan. Nobody knows your name yet. This is your chance for them to know your name. And I'm like, what? like one, he's got a great name. And then, Kevin, and then Kevin Harlan tries to chime in, and he's like, the Wall Street Journal called this man the most unlikely NBA player we've ever seen. Most improbable. Most improbable, yeah. I'm like, how is this hell? Like, what is what is going on here? Uh, so it's probably best you did watch the broadcast. How was the, how was the experience in general, just being around All-Star Weekend and, and, and that whole scene? It was great, man. It was, uh, other than the fact that Chicago is very cold. I mean, I think at this point I'd be used to it going to school in the Midwest, growing up in the Northeast, but... Uh, Miami has definitely made me soft in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, so the weather was not ideal, but uh, other than that, man, it was, it was awesome. Just being able to, you know, meet a bunch of different people. Um, and then obviously, you know, I had a bunch of teammates there as well, uh, which is pretty cool. Love that. Love that. Well, I was also in Chicago, Duncan. I tried to meet up with you, but you were with the Miami Heat players and you were just, you know, just being a big timer. Did you actually? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We, we tried to connect. You know, it didn't work. That's the other thing, dude. It's like, it was too cold. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't have you the jacket. You couldn't pass Tate off as Goran Dragic. I know. Come on, you Kelly Olynyk, give me a wig. <laughs> I'll wear stilts. Whatever it takes. <laughs> well, the thing the thing is, like, so I'm there. I shoot for three minutes, right? Oh, That's yes. literally it. Like whatever it is, or I guess it's a minute and ten. But like, you know, maybe the warm up and afterwards. But like, you wouldn't believe how much goes into like those three minutes <laughs> with like all the media and everything. I just felt like I was running around. Yeah. So I apologize. No, you were part of the production. No, That's what we talked about on the yeah. show. It's, it's all, it's a huge production. It's a show more than basketball. So when, when like, sure. when the dunk contest happens, how do you get, what's the, I'm always fascinated by this. Like, what's the, the pecking order of like guys who can sit courtside and hold up their <laughs> cell phones and like are, are allowed to run onto yes. the court after every dunk? Like, how good do you have to be? You're, you're a starter in the NBA now. Like, I feel like you should be at that level. But at the same time, you and I both know if you're like, Giannis, get out of my way. And you kind of like, nudge people out of the way to get on the front row they're gonna tell you they're gonna send your ass packing um (laughs) did you even try that like did you go to the dunk contest or anything are you i mean you're already there at the three-point thing but i mean like did you stick around and uh, yeah yeah so that was funny so i had a a bunch of my family and friends there um 
so like after we all got done, the three point shooters, mm. you know, there's some some big names in that, like Trey Young, uh, Zach Levine, Devin Booker. So all those guys, I think actually pretty much everybody uh, went out onto the court, and uh, I was like pissed. First of all, I was like, <laughs> you think that I lost? So I'm like kind of like sulking to myself in the locker room, like by myself afterwards, as Just I'm seeing like D Wade in your head. Yeah, yeah, as I'm seeing like Derek like get a fifty on his first time. Like, oh, I'm gonna really gonna be the one to close this. Um, and then afterwards, they're like, do you want to go out to the court? And I'm like you know what? I'm just going to go sit with my family. So I just like, I put, I put like a little hoodie on, not that anyone really cares who I am anyways. So like I put my a hoodie on and I just ended up sitting in the stands with everybody else and watching uh, Derek win, which was awesome. But then it also like further cemented my disappointment uh, just because I was the only one who didn't win. How many people in the crowd had a kid go, Hey, I think that's Duncan <laughs> Robinson right there. And they're like, no way. Some three-year-old turns. And it's like, you had one job, Duncan. <laughs> no, well, the thing was, is like, people really didn't care like really yeah. like maybe like one yeah. person acknowledged me but other than that like literally nobody knew who i was i mean obviously i just laid an egg in the three-point competition so no one really you know it's not like i just won the thing um i i envisioned this like cool moment of like me winning it and then like being in the the stands as like a man of the people but yeah. it didn't really play so uh, will, will you do it again if you're asked you have to you have to right yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah all right. That, just just out of like sheer redemption. Like I, I gotta write that wrong. But don't don't be don't don't do the Aaron Gordon thing where you like come back and you're like, I'm gonna win now and then you yeah. don't win and they're mm-hmm. like I don't know. You should just do it every year. That's that could be your legacy. You could be like the Nate Robinson of the three point Yeah, it could be Robinson the Robinson thing. You could be Nate Robinson <laughs> of the three point contest where you're just like, I'm trying to win seven three point <laughs> contests. I gotta in my win career. one though. At least yeah. like Nate got one. I gotta yeah. win one. Yeah. 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 Um so I, I, I want to talk to you about Michigan a little bit. We're filming this early. Uh, Michigan is playing Wisconsin tonight. Coming, the tip-off is coming up here. And, and so that game, like, as people listen, this is going to come out. That yes. game would already happen. So yeah. if you're wondering why we're not talking about whatever happened in that game, that's why. We have to go to a UCLA game tonight. You know what I mean? Um, Report on the Pac-12. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But uh, uh, Michigan is hot right now. It has been an up-and-down season for the Wolverines. How much are you paying attention to uh, what's going on? How many games can you watch when you're on the road? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I always watch them when I can, uh, you know, if we're not playing or if we're not traveling or something. So I, I always try to tune. I'll definitely tune in tonight um, for sure. But uh, it's been obviously, you know, a little bit of an up and down season. Uh, they're they're playing their best basketball right now, which is, uh, you know, what you want to be doing, obviously. So I think they're, they'll be just fine come March. Um, and I, you know, I'm looking forward to them making a run. Will they make a run, though? That's the real question. That was the most coach <laughs> was, answer I've say, ever heard. Thank you, Coach. I can tell that you play for the Miami coach, Heat. Oh my they God. just run you guys through a car wash. Like, here's what you say. Are you, are you, sure, you're not being, are you not. sure you're not being held hostage, Duncan? I mean, my God. I f- it feels like <laughs> yes. Pat Riley is sitting on the other side of the camera just like... <laughs> Well, with his like arms I've crossed, kind of navi- I've kind of navigated this in and out of the coach speak. I've had some moments where I've given you some candid, honest answers. Well, and I've yeah. given you some of well, you're a professional podcaster for people that don't remember, so you know how this <laughs> That's works. True. That's why we have to call you out. You well, know what it is. I, can, I, I want to bring that up. I, I was going to save that for the end, but now that Tate uh, broached the subject here, uh, did, have we told the story publicly how you and I got connected in the first place? Because I feel like now that you're starting in NBA games, it's time to, to share that story. <laughs> I don't think we have. Do you want to tell the story, Man. Duncan, or do you want me to tell it? Go ahead. You, I, you can you're dial it up, man. I, no, I, I'd love to hear it from your perspective. Okay, I'll tell the story. I can maybe fill in the blanks, but yeah. I think it's a great story. You, you correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so as Duncan was going into his senior year at Michigan, he emails me, and he's like, he, he said, hey, my name's Duncan Robinson. I play basketball for Michigan. I was like, yes, of course. I know who you are. Um, uh, and he says, uh, 
I, I, I have an interest in getting into sports media mm-hmm. after I graduate. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you mind if I pick your brain about it? And I was like, of course, man. So we set it up. He calls me, um, and, and he just is asking me about, like, what, get, can you give me any advice? And I was like, don't do it. <laughs> this industry is horrible. And, uh, he's, don't you ever he's, say yeah. that. <laughs> and then he's like, no, like, but if I wanted to do it, what should I do? And I'm like, be, just, be best friends with Greg Oden. That's kind of mm-hmm. how I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had, this, we had this conversation, and I was like, good luck, man. If there's anything I can do to help, let me know. And then I, I hung up. I was like, that's pretty cool. You know, some kid that plays in Michigan, like I know his name. I kind of knew his story a little bit. Um, and then he blows up. He, 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 they have the great year. They go on the run. That's why on the podcast that year, when we were doing the pod, I, I became like a Michigan fan, and, and all the Ohio State fans are like, what the hell's going on? And I, yeah, they turned. And I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm cheering for this, this upstart kid. <laughs> I'm pulling for this, the winners. This, okay? little, yeah, this little underdog. I want to see Duncan get in the game and maybe hit a couple shots. Wouldn't that be cool? Um, and, then, and then it's just snowballed from there, and now uh, it's hilarious to look back on that phone call when you're like, I think I'm about to graduate, and I don't know what I want to do with my life. So my two choices are I could continue to do a podcast with Andrew Dockage or I could start in the NBA. And uh, I, think the I, right to, I think I want to yes, start in the yes, NBA. Yes. <laughs> yes. The road less yeah, traveled. That was, that, was a, uh, that was a tough decision. That was, that was well told by you, first yeah. of all. Yeah. Um, so that was – it's funny. Like at that point, I didn't know what was in store for my basketball career. I was maybe anticipating a couple of years in the second division in Lithuania and then I'd come <laughs> back over here and then – It's a great league. Uh, you know, maybe give the sports media a, a go. Um, but dude, honestly, man, like credit to you, we dialed it up for like a good hour and a half. I remember that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, just like on a random, like Tuesday, uh, which was a ton of fun. And I totally picked your brain on a bunch of stuff. And I think that was, was it in the middle of our March season or at the beginning it might have of it. Been, it might've been early, but it was like, it was before, like I, it was before I realized there was something in it for me. So credit to me on this investment, because like, <laughs> if you would have called me on your final four run, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's go. Let me, let me get yeah, on right. that bandwagon. But I was like, at the time I was just sort of like, yeah, you know, I mean, I'll take the call, I guess, whatever. And yeah. uh, so it was still like early on before we knew that you guys were going to be good that year. Yeah. And then all so, of a sudden you're, you guys are in the locker room after the game yeah. and center it's just like yeah and then you let you the know, si kid get the interview before us the little <laughs> SI kid. yeah, yeah unbelievable that was tough that never was get tough. i got boxed oh. out by like a eight-year-old yeah no but then then our sid tried to kick you guys out yeah like, oh, <laughs> he's like who are these guys we're like we promise we have passes please please yeah. believe us no we were it was good we, we made it all work. how much has your life changed uh in the last few years just you know your journey has been well told you've told it we've talked about it many times on the show but just uh um just in general being recognized and, and wanting pictures and i know that's not exactly new for you i know you're you know we're, we, we make it sound like you were a walk-on at michigan or something you know like that obviously wasn't the case but um clearly your profile is being raised d wade says no one knows your name that's not true um how how much has your life changed in that regard and how weird is that for you or is it fun what what, what are your thoughts there it's i mean it's changed a little bit a little bit more recognition um honestly mostly just in miami just because of like the team success you know we we've had a pretty good year um outside of that though like honestly my life really hasn't hasn't changed that much i'm still uh like i have my closest friends who i'm still really close with uh family obviously and i just kind of you know do my own thing day to day work out do, whatever go to practice games all that stuff do you are you are you still like calling people and introducing yourself as like Duncan Robinson, this guy that plays bat, or do they, like do you do you flex your celebrity and your stuff at all? Like your, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Do you call restaurants and you're like, "Yo, Duncan, give me a table and hang up"? <laughs> no. You done no, it like actually, that? Uh, 
I every now and then I'll do this like very occasionally if there's like a reservation that I really want to get. I actually did it for Top Golf one time uh, <laughs> on like a Saturday. I'll have my boy call. Oh, and nice. I'll be like, he'll be like my manager, right? I'll be like, which is like it sounds like kind of like a dick move, honestly. But no. it's like if you if, if you need a bay in Top Golf, it's like you kind of got a bullet. Um, but no, I, this is Top I mean, Golf. I, we're talking, folks. <laughs> yeah, you know how it is. You, know I mean? you like, have to have a manager to make that happen. I keep a pretty. Uh, I try to keep a pretty low low profile with that stuff. Uh, have Have you earned Andre Iguodala's respect yet, or does he hate you as much <laughs> as he hated all the the guys you played with at Memphis? <laughs> Look at him. Duncan's looking over the camera like, has you has he called you Coach Allen yet? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Andre's been great. Honestly, uh, great. He's like obviously you know ton of ton of experience. Um, multiple championships. So I just try to ask him as many questions as possible. There you go. Great coach answer there. Yeah. We yeah. Also- that, I mean, that was pretty much coach speak, but it's also true. I mean, there's some truth in that one. Yeah. I wanted to point out also for people that don't know your middle name is McBride and uh, Duncan McBride is also a great name. So, I mean, you got, you got double, like we should sell that to Danny McBride. You got You got like a career after basketball also, and it's an entertainment and we're going to take it. We're going to make fantastic. it happen. We'll be your managers in LA. Is that with Duncan we'll McBride? So here's my question, Duncan, if you were borrowing your athletic director's car and you hit a pole at 2 a.m. Yes. and the police came name? and asked you for your name, would you say Duncan McBride? Is that what you would? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, maybe. What, I what name would you give, Duncan? Would you give Jeff Jackson, or would you come up with something more creative than that? <laughs> I think I, uh, I think probably Duncan McBride. Duncan yeah, McBride. Just, just so they have my full. I think that was an effort to make sure they have my full name in case there was any other Duncan Robinsons floating around there. Duncan McBride Robinson. You know, yeah. just to eliminate any confusion. Oh man, he's doing so good at like answering yeah, questions dodging. with yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a, that was a tough one. That was a tough. Who? One. Uh, I, I'm curious about this. Who on the Heat is the biggest fan of their alma mater? You said you, you're following Michigan a little mm. bit. Is there a guy that you feel like you're like you're saying to yourself you're like, man, I, I like Michigan. And I like following Michigan, mm. but holy hell, I didn't realize this guy loved his alma mater this much. That's that's on another level. Yeah, that's a, that's actually a good question. Um, I'd probably say uh, Udonis, uh, Udonis is, Florida. Yeah, you know he's he's just kind of everything Florida. Um, the other, you know, like Bam and Tyler did like one year at Kentucky, so they're like fake pride. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, like Kendrick. They're Calipari did, fans. Do they reference Derrick Rose as going to Kentucky too? Yeah, I, feel, I feel like that's a thing. Yeah. They're like, yeah, man, we, like, uh, we know D Rose counts. <laughs> uh, Kendrick had multiple stops. Myers, Myers really likes uh, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan guy, obviously, but uh, I'd probably say, I'd probably say Udonis. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy's actually, Jimmy loves Marquette too. I should actually mention that. And now we have Jay too, who's also a Marquette guy and obviously D Wade. Uh, Marquette. So there's there's, oh, a, there's a strong Marquette, Marquette yeah. contingency yeah. in uh, in Miami. Do they, they like Wojo or they just like Marquette? Just... I think they just I think they just like <laughs> just, yeah. just, just stick with Marquette. That's always good. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Anything else, Dave? No, what we else get, we gotta cover? We gotta play you got a stretch run coming up for the playoffs. I mean, are, is this stuff you're thinking about right now? Because uh, obviously in the playoffs you're gonna matter because you're shooting like what, forty five percent from three and this is this is how it works, you know? I mean, no pressure. I don't wanna be like D Wade and get in your head about this, but it's it's a uh, it's a big time coming. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for it, man. These, uh, you know, we haven't been playing great through this last little stretch, but uh, hopefully we'll figure it out. We got some moving pieces with the trade and everything, but, uh, you know, I've obviously never been through a playoff run mm-hmm. uh, in my career, so definitely uh, excited to gear up for it and, you know, see what happens. Look at this. The, co- the coach speak oh. is on another level. It's <laughs> hopefully fantastic. make some shots. Yeah, we'll that, see. We got to yeah, make shots. Oh, you're making there shots. You yeah. Um, 
All right, we'll let, we'll let you get out of here. Oh, one more question. Uh, uh, where where do you stand on the coronavirus? How how scared are you? I'm just curious. Scale of one. I'm day trying eight. to get it. I'm trying to get it. Uh, you're in Miami. You're on the other side of the country, so I'm just trying to get like a data collection yeah. here. I, honestly, I'm I'm pretty concerned. I feel like there's a. Uh, I mean, it's the one thing I, I was reading. Actually, reading about it yesterday. <laughs> this is like a clip they're gonna play back, you know, in the yeah, future when like, we all have it. And so like, these, I, I, these be guys. careful, Doug. I'm, I don't want you. I don't want to. I don't want the headlines to like you're the new Kyrie talking yeah, about flat Earth or yeah, not. So it's like, well, no, I've, okay. I've been trying to be like locked into it. I was more concerned. I'm still concerned. So I don't want you to think I'm mm-hmm. not concerned. But I saw something. And I don't know how legitimate this is. They're like it's only killing like one percent of people that are like below forty. Yes, yeah, so you, you, you've <laughs> seen both sides. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so it's like so like my original reaction was yeah. like, oh, this is just wiping people out. Like this Dang. is just like coming through. I thought it was World was, War Z or something. Yeah, so did I. So now <laughs> I think it's like ten percent if you're like over sixty. So that's concerning. Ten percent double digits. That's like starting to get concerning. But like one percent is like, I don't know. I, I think it, it it warrants our respect and acknowledgement, but I don't think it's like sound the alarm just yet. Okay, so we're sending this clip to Fox News. They're, <laughs> right. they're going to put that up tonight. Okay, uh, yeah. we're going to have you. <laughs> Fears alleviated. Oh my god. Uh, well, where where do you guys stand? I'm curious. I I I don't care ever. Like I I if it's my time, it's my time. That's that's always yeah. my attitude okay. on all this stuff. Is like mm-hmm. I. I, I if if I got worried about it, what would I do? And the answer is like nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know. I I am very just blasé about basically everything in my life. I don't know. Just kind of sure. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Like well, some Earth- people are saying you you gotta like stock up on essentials and like yeah. No, I don't know because like the prices are about to go. No. I've heard that. I'm not saying if, I'm doing that. If, I'm just saying I've heard. If a zombie apocalypse happens, uh. I, I am going out immediately. Like yeah, that's yeah. no like what kind I'm of quality? I'm, I'm not fighting. What kind of quality of life are we talking? Even if you survive that thing, and like most of yeah. like I'm not trying to like remake the world. I'm not no, trying to. I'm, no, 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 I'm, I'm out. Trying to reset. I am. I am. You know, there there are a lot of alpha males out there. I'll proudly say, like, yeah. if that doesn't make me an alpha male, that I'm fine with it. Like, I don't care. Like, because that is that is not a quality of life that I want. Like, there's not going to be internet, Duncan. Like in the post-apocalypse, yeah. there's no. Like, but I got we, mad DVDs. What so are I'm we gonna doing? post up for like three years. I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna hide out for like three. I'm gonna pick my spots. <laughs> That's yeah. all it is. I think I'll rip through a couple you shows. You just gotta out. have a plan. That's pretty yeah. much what it is. Like you know, I'll, we got earthquakes in LA. You gotta have a plan always. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's it. I will. I will stay alive long enough to binge a couple shows, and then when I run out of like those episodes, you know, <laughs> well, like, I'm done with yeah. Mad Men. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I guess it's time to go. Oh man. All right, Duncan, we love you. Thank you for coming on. The the original friend of the program. Uh, those of you, the the, the Johnny Come Lately's on this show yes. uh, don't know this, but Duncan was the first just. He was the first current college player to come on our show. Mm-hmm. He, he's, I think he's like the first three-time guest, certainly. Um, For sure. And yeah. a millionaire now. And a millionaire. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, the first millionaire on the show. Yeah. How's, how's that going? What, 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 what's the coolest thing you bought? <laughs> you bought your mom a house? Is your mom, like, asking you for a house? Like, how does this work? <laughs> Who, who's, who's asking I, for the uh, most money? What's going on? We don't want to pop I, I have not bought my mom a house uh, yet. <laughs> um, maybe down the line. We'll see. Um, the coolest thing that I bought, man, I it's pretty unexciting. I don't really have much for you in that regard. I got I got my whole family Hamilton tickets for oh, Christmas. That's cool. that, yeah, that was kind of like a big purchase. So we got like it's actually this weekend in Miami, so we're all gone. Wow. Uh, so that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, that's about all I, I got for you guys. I don't really have much else. So, so improbable. He really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you? 
<laughs> I love it. Appreciate you, Duncan. The man, yeah. he, he goes to Top Golf, he goes to <laughs> Hamilton, and that's it. That's all he does. Uh, Duncan Robinson, not a slug. Uh, he, he is, oh, he is definitely not a slug. <laughs> he is our great friend. Thank you so much. Good luck the rest of the way. As you guys go on your little playoff run, we're going to have to have you back on and yes. ride your coattails on that, too. Promise us that. It, when that happens. Yeah, because that's what we do best is we pander, we yes. we, we latch on to success. Just win, yeah. and, and we will follow. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, I can take care of that. I All like right, it. thanks, buddy. All right, appreciate you guys. Another quick break uh, before we get back to actual college basketball points. I live in Los Angeles, but I like watching the Charlotte Hornets. Mm. I'm serious, I do. I like watching do the Charlotte Hornets. Do you like watching the Charlotte They're Hornets? They're a fun team. Okay. They're a young okay. team. I enjoy watching them. Uh it used to be a big pain for me because they don't always show their games in my area. In fact, they never do unless they're playing out here and I may go to a game. But this season, I discovered an amazing trick that lets me watch every single NBA game live for a fraction of the normal cost without all the viruses. Mm. Because that used to be a problem back in the day. It's called ExpressVPN. Coronavirus. Yeah, yes, ex- exactly. How'd you know? Uh, here's how it works. The NBA offers the NBA League Pass, which lets you stream games online. But if you live in the U.S. or Canada, it doesn't let you watch all of them. Some games are blacked out. We've seen this living in L.A. Spectrum. They have the Lakers. So yep. if you wanted it's to watch, worst. yeah, if you yep. wanted, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, we love Spectrum, especially their Spectrum Originals. I'm sure that those are some great shows. Uh, so what do you do? Fire up ExpressVPN and use it to change your location to a different country. Buy and use the NBA League Pass from there, and boom, no blackouts. And depending on the country, NBA League Pass could cost less than 15 bucks for a whole year. ExpressVPN works on your computer, phone, router, and cons- and consoles like Fire TV, so you can watch all the games from any device. Enjoy all 1,230 games of the NBA season in HD with the world's most trusted VPN, ExpressVPN. Use our special link today to get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Titus. Wait, what? Yes, we've done it. After which you can sign up for NBA League Pass I at gotta, a huge uh, discount. Hold on, you're, you go back. So they're using my name now? Yes, that's EXPRESSVPN.com <sighs> slash T-I-T-U-S. I made it. You I've, made it. I, is this a publicly traded company? How do I buy stock? I don't know, I, but buy it I now. I want to invest every dollar I have. If you God put, bless you. If you put in Titus, VPN. you get uh, three months free with a one-year package. Visit yeah. expressvpn.com yes. slash Titus to learn more. Back to the podcast. All right, thanks again to Duncan for coming on the show. Uh, we, we meant to have him on when he came out to L.A. Was it a couple weeks ago or something? But he was way too busy for us. Uh, he, he was being kind of coy about that stuff. He, the, man, the man's life has changed. Obviously, it's changed. He used to be very available. He still comes on the show. We, we appreciate that, but like... I do, I, I do believe when he said that he went into the crowd for the dunk contest. That that made me <laughs> believe that Duncan is still Duncan, so that's good to hear. I think he's, I think he's just going through an identity crisis because in his mind, he's still mm-hmm. just... The kid who's asking me for advice in sports media, but the world is like, no, dude, you are a starter on a playoff yes. team. <laughs> he just started the hashtag. And he's, the and kid he's getting tugged in both ways, and he doesn't know where to go. Mm. And so he, his solution is throw his hood on, sit in the crowd during the dunk contest, <laughs> and hope no one notices him. Yeah, and they, I mean, that's a nice life. But, uh, uh, I was I was hoping we could get more out of him on the beeline stuff, to be honest. But I could sense. He's, he's uncomfortable with it. He will I, not do that. And I and I don't feel bad for him because I, I had to live it with, uh, obviously not on the same scale, but with the, with uh, Coach Mata. It's the same stuff. Every time someone thought, do you think he's going to coach again? What happened? What was the story there? And everyone thinks you know everything and you you don't know shit. And anyone who listens to this show knows that mm-hmm. I don't know shit. That's, uh, that's how it works. But everyone knows that if you say you don't know shit, usually you do know shit. Yeah. And that's usually yeah. how that plays. Um, so don't trust anyone that says they do know shit. All right, uh, it's a tough complex. Uh, we we have to talk about the uh, the the show. Turn the volume back up. <laughs> uh, Duke lost. I don't know <laughs> if you saw this, Tate. We made a I sign. Did. We made a sign at San Diego State when we went down there. 
Uh, it just said Duke lost. It was an mm-hmm. absolute hit. The fans loved it. Just carrying around a, a sign that says Duke lost, as it turns out, is a, is a great way to curry favor amongst well, the Well, and I appreciate you for holding the sign, because if I'm holding the sign, it just looks like that yeah. I am an obsessive fan that's worrying about Duke all the time, which I'm not at all. My mom is. I am not. <laughs> I am not worried about them. But the sign was a hit. You were making people aware of it. People were looking at us. They're like, who are these guys? We even had like a news crew of people. I know we're back to San Diego yeah, State. We're, but we're, we're back. Well, we'll talk about it. Look, I mean, they paid us more. They, yeah, said, they said, how much for another segment? And I was like, all right, I'll do another <laughs> yeah, segment. Whatever, whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. Pay us. <laughs> Visit theaztecs.com. Uh, check it out. Uh, but we had, you know, a local, you know, TV people coming out to us. They thought we were students at San Diego that State. Is true. And it was because of it. the sign. It was because we're, the people love when you don't like Duke. We were role playing so well as <laughs> as diehard San Diego State fans that there's like some uh-huh. news crew that comes by. It's like we just want we're doing a maybe it was an actual school. They said we're we're trying to put together like messages for the seniors on mm-hmm. senior night. Do you, would you guys say something? And we're like absolutely. So we just turn and we're like seniors Duke lost. Yeah. <laughs> Duke lost. Love the seniors. We wish. <laughs> Thank you so much, seniors, for all you've done. And then you and I, we get done, we're like, who are the seniors again? That yeah, we know. We don't know. Uh, who knows? Uh, so Duke lost eight. Mm-hmm. What does this mean for Duke? Some people are saying they might have slipped down to a three seed now. That can't be true. It can't be true. It can't be true. Absolutely. The Blue Devils? No way. Um, are, <laughs> does this mean Danny Manning is, is signing an extension this summer? What are the implications <laughs> of this? Break it down. You're the tobacco road. You're the, you're the king of tobacco road. You're the research rhombus expert. Um, mm-hmm. What does it all mean? Well, it means that private schools understand private schools. So mm-hmm. basically, Duke goes down to Winston-Salem. They've always had you know, a, a bit of a time with Wake Forest. In fact, this is the most points ever scored on a Coach K coach team in this really? game. 100, ever? 125 it, points. Ever. Ever. And this is the most points scored against Duke since 1975, who also did that. Oh, wait, Wake Forest. Yeah, yeah, they also did wow. that. Wow. So this is just classic rhombus you know research what was once the research triangle this is rhombus talk now uh this is just expected I, to I happen. smell a new segment on the pod rhombus well, talk you just throw out the numbers guys this is a rivalry this is private on private this is rich on rich <laughs> this, this, is, this, this is upset people i love uh, private, a, on private. Yeah, private on private that's one of my favorite things to do my mom's favorite thing so if you've ever been to a wake forest basketball game the one that the demon deacon he the way they do their intros he comes out on a motorcycle right and he rides around on the court and uh he doesn't go fast at all. It's not turned on. The revving noise is obviously pumped into the crowd. But Coach K has blamed that for why they've lost before. He's, I think when they lost like Justin Gray in like 2005, he was like, that motorcycle messed up the court. Like the tread on the court was ruined by the motorcycle. Anyways, Coach K is always got an excuse. Motorcycle last night apparently did a couple more laps than needed. I, who knows how this is true? This is all <laughs> on the message board. This so could only like, happen. I just yeah. want to pause right here. This could only happen in college basketball, where yes. like you're breaking down again. You're like, there's a motorcycle. There's a guy in a costume on a motorcycle. Not a guy. A it demon is. deacon <laughs> going up against a blue devil in the Bible Belt. So you got to think about. There's a lot of energy in this building. You know what I mean? And there's a guy on a motorcycle, which is almost like anti-Baptist, but also kind of badass. You know what I mean? People don't know what to do with that. Coach Case really doesn't. After the game, he's uh, he's not making excuses other than the fact that his team is young. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, we played 28 games, but we're still young. We're not an old team. Because it's not March yet. In, in March, the freshmen become sophomores, as we know. That's when the that's when it, it flips. Yes, uh, that's yeah. when it, it's yeah. official. But it's not. They're not officially sophomores yet. So, so we learned that yeah. in this game. But he blames the motorcycle deep in his heart, and he will never. <laughs> say, he can't say that. You can't say that because that sounds insane. But if you say like if you asked him like I think behind the scenes, if you ever asked Coach K what happened, he would blame the motorcycle. 
Hundred percent. That's hilarious. So, and Wake Forest. So congratulations and kudos. Con- to them. Congratulations. I I didn't watch a second of the game, so I don't really have anything to offer. Like <laughs> we, we were, were, we were in San Diego, Diego yeah, yeah. And, and it was on ACC Network anyway. Mm-hmm. Which so it doesn't count, right? Isn't that yeah, the rule? No one yeah. saw it. Yeah. If yeah. no one actually saw it, it doesn't count. So um, yeah, Duke's okay. Duke's fine. And Coach There's K did no it again. So when so when Duke loses to a Rhombus team, Coach K goes to the guard and he says, "You had a great game." So Brandon Childress in this game, I think he was zero for ten from the field. Uh, scoreless pretty much throughout the entire game. And then in overtime had 16 points, and Coach K comes to him after the game and is like, I'm proud of you, son. I only talk to winners. And yeah, I think I that's what it is. I, I'm going to defend K on this one. I used to think it was stupid, but now I'm starting to think <laughs> he just wants to only talk to winners. I think that's what it is, and I respect that. I think like when his team wins, he's like, I'll talk to you guys. If As a lose, win first podcast. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we like winners. I don't know. Sue me. Yeah, you get mad. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I'll say it. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's what what's going on. And I don't I don't blame him. So yeah. Anyway, that's an update on Duke. I mean, no one yeah. really cares other than the fact that you you know had the sign at the game, and San Diego State fans were happy. Um, speaking of winners, I, I guess I should pump the brakes and say I always like winners because there's one winner that I don't <laughs> love right now, mm. and uh, it's the Maryland Terrapin State. And we have to talk about this because I I am public enemy number one in College Park. Um, for not believing in Maryland as much as I should. So. Here's the backstory. Uh, Mark Turgeon, Maryland loses at Ohio State on Sunday. Uh, this this past Sunday, mm-hmm. they lose. Um, Mark Turgeon is not happy with he blames Caleb. the officials. He blames the officials. Yes. He does it in the post game mm-hmm. press conference, which like, you know, I <laughs> if you would have, you know how I stand, where I stand on this. If you would have said both ways, I would have respected it. If it would have been like I felt that they were bad both ways, I'd be like Mark, great point. Uh, but he didn't. He said that Caleb Weston was a bully. He could do whatever he wanted. Even then, I was like, you know what? It's a coach. He's hot. He's he's in the Big Ten running for trying to win a title. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't. He's a little upset. He'll cool down. He'll calm down. Days pass. <laughs> Mark Turgeon gets in front of a microphone again, and he's like, I, I just want to reiterate, Caleb Weston was a bully on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, Mark, we're way past that, buddy. Like, let it go. Mm-hmm. And he won't let it go. Mm-hmm. So then Maryland's playing uh, Minnesota last night, and they're down seventeen at halftime. Mm-hmm. And I tweeted that that Caleb Weston was such a bully that he broke Mark Turgeon or broke Maryland. Um, and, and thoughts and prayers to Mark Turgeon because this, this obviously like Caleb Weston must have done something to this team and, and they're broken. Uh, Maryland comes storming back. They, thanks to Minnesota just shooting themselves in the foot over and over and over again. Um, and then Minnesota misses a lay, misses a free throw. They're up to, they miss the free throw. Uh, Maryland comes down with, with no direction, no plan whatsoever. It's absolute madness. Mm-hmm. Like, Cowan wants to shoot. Ah, I'm not going to shoot. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's yeah, passing yeah, around. Yeah. They, they don't like, really know what to do. It. it ends up in Morsel's hands. Mm-hmm. He does. He, he has no idea what the hell's going on. He plays hot potato with the thing, does the short arm mm-hmm. shot from a mile away. It goes down. Uh, Maryland wins. The 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 uh, Well, they don't win yet because then Minnesota gets the ball. They throw the full court pass. Uh, Oturo uh, uh, goes to shoot the game, what would be the game winner, gets slapped on the arm, like the most blatant <laughs> foul we've seen all year. Gets slapped right on his shooting hand, uh, his elbow. No call, which was fascinating because Maryland fans were complaining about the officiating all night, and then suddenly they stopped complaining about the officiating. Um, so Maryland wins, whatever. <laughs> uh, but what was fascinating to me was that I was then getting okay, okay Maryland fans. Turn yeah. it back up. No, <laughs> I don't care. We're already we're already balls deep in this. Like, I'm I'm not backing down on this. I don't care. Once once SVP was hitting me up, like threatening me. He wasn't threatening me, but no, SVP hit me up and was like kind of offering his take on it all. And um, anyway, uh, where where was I? T- I was it was here. 
I, I was fine with all that. I don't care that Maryland won. I, Maryland's going to win the Big Ten. They were they could have lost last night. They're still going to win the Big Ten. They're they're the best team in the Big Ten. I I have no problems with that idea of Maryland winning the Big Ten. I even said it on the show. Like I, mm-hmm. it's great. I I had hesitance hesitancy to welcoming Maryland to the Big Ten because I was I I wondered if they were still an ACC school, but now their fans care about the Big Ten title. Now they're talking smack to everybody. Mm-hmm. You're a Big Ten team. You've made it. You've arrived. Welcome. I'm all on board with all that. What is what is crazy to me is that Maryland fans saw they they beat a 13 and 14 team on the road. They they were down 17 at halftime. They needed a miracle to win, multiple miracles to win. And after the game, their takeaway was like, "Eat shit." I told you our team was great. You're an idiot for thinking otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I'm and in my mind, I was like, this 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 changes nothing. Cause if that shot, if he if he does the short arm thing, misses, Minnesota gets the rebound, all of a sudden mm-hmm. every Maryland fan on earth is like, mm-hmm. we're a disaster. We've lost two in a row. We just lost at Minnesota. Like, what is happening to our team? But because Morsel hits a three at the buzzer, it's like, ha, told you we were great. Take that. Yeah. Go turfs. <laughs> and that's go. college basketball. Yeah, and that's uh what we expect from them a little bit. Because this Maryland team again, they have not won uh in the Big Ten. Uh even though they had, you know, a lot of expectations mm-hmm. dating back to like the 2015-2016 season when they were number two preseason with Melo Trimble. And then the last time that they won any sort of uh conference championship, they were in the ACC. And that was a decade ago. Yeah. That was in twenty ten. That was with Grievous Vasquez. Grievous Vasquez. That yeah. was with Gary Williams, not Mark Turgeon. So yep. Mark Turgeon, he's got a little chip on his shoulder. He's definitely a Big Ten coach. We expect them to win the Big Ten, and then as, as, I can finally let them go. What time did he go to bed, though? I want to know. Like, do, do we have an update 4:30, on that? Did right? he get, did he make it to bed by four thirty? We were really so. worried about that. Turgeon, I don't know. It is great, but that's what that's what's that's what I like about this whole thing is that it, it, Maryland wins the Big Ten. They're going to win the Big Ten. Turgeon has become just like the 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 grumpiest man on earth, and mm-hmm. every Big Ten fan base hates the guy. Is starting to hate the guy because not only is he beating their team, but he complains about everything now. Like you just win, you win on a buzzer. Like it's it's a miracle that you win. You're now firmly in the driver's seat. You're already in the driver's seat, but now with Michigan and Michigan State coming up, there's like a little. I don't know. Are we going to lose it down the stretch? I think that they're going to be fine. They're going to win at least a share of the Big Ten. Um, so you would think he'd be like, "Oh, thank God we did it." And instead, like he gets to the post game press conference, he's like, "This is bullshit. I had to play here at 9 p.m. I'm going to get home at 4:30. I don't like it." It's like Mark. Uh, your team won. He's like, I know, but to hell with all of this. And, and he got a technical foul four minutes into the game. In the game. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Jalen Smith got two fouls four minutes into the game. So the officials are reacting to him too. So right. that's not going to be favorable not, once we get to the not, tournament. You're not helping. But I think I, I was trying to I was trying to do some uh, trying to figure out like what's going on and why Maryland fans like how you can be winning mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. and yet be so angry on the internet to everybody because this is this is not me. I, I did some deep dive research on on the interactions that Maryland fans are having with other fan bases mm-hmm. and they they are very. It's just like a bizarre inferiority complex for a team that is dominating the Big Ten. I don't understand it. Like, I, I just don't really get it. Um, but it, I, I feel like they just don't belong. I feel like they, they felt like they didn't. No, stick with me. They didn't feel like they belonged in the ACC. Remember they said they left the ACC and then they got they got dicked on the scheduling? Mm-hmm. You remember this? Mm-hmm. That they, they, they didn't get home games like against all the best teams and they, the ACC screwed them. Then they go to the Big Ten and now uh, the Big Ten is making them play in Minnesota on weeknights and they feel like they're screwed. And, and they're the first team in Big Ten basketball history to to be on the the wrong end of bad officiating, um, which I you know I I have no idea what that feels like. None of us have ever experienced that. So uh, I feel like they just kind of feel disrespected at all at at, at all times, and they're just like on the, the on the attack as a fan base because on top of it all, you have a coach who is now who who you guys have been trying to fire for years, mm-hmm. who who everyone has hated. The only people that don't hate Turgeon are like SVP. 
who just like loves everything Maryland and like the four guy the four kids who dress up like Turgeon at all the Maryland games and everyone else was out on the guy um and now all of a sudden they're winning and everyone's like you're an idiot forever doubting in Turgeon and I was like I, I was just following your lead it's all a very bizarre thing Tate and uh I don't know it, it, it got me here and now um I don't think I'm gonna ever be welcome in in the state of Maryland. Is, History is repeats itself. Maryland is a border state. Pick a side. You know what I mean? They gotta but, figure. Are you Big Ten or are you ACC? Right. You gotta figure out who you are. But here's find here, your identity. Here's here's the point I want to make though. Like my my quote unquote hate of Maryland has nothing to do with the program. It has nothing to do with <laughs> anything. It has to do with this. Like if you've been paying attention, we love Juan Dixon. We love Lonnie Baxter. We love Chris Wilcox. If you've been paying attention, we don't love Grievous Vasquez, to this, but we respect him as a basketball Maryland player. team. If you've been paying attention, and I know you have, Tate. Uh, I'm going to run down. These, these are the last 13 games that Maryland's played, okay? So, st- so stick mm-hmm. with me. So we have last night at Minnesota, they win on the miracle. They win by one. Mm-hmm. At the game before that, at Ohio State, they lose. They're down by 14 at one point. Did not play well in that game, really at well, all. Every, really bad officiating, though. Bad officiating. Mm-hmm. And if, if Cowan doesn't get the tech, then obviously he was going to score the next 26 points, mm-hmm. and they were going to win by, you know, by 15. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what was going to happen. Uh, before that, they're playing. Um, they played Northwestern at home. It was a six-point game with four and a half left. Northwestern is horrible. Northwestern is the worst team in the Big Ten. Northwestern, I didn't even realize, is still playing basketball right now. Look at now. the Cameron yeah. say that. Chris Collins. Chris Collins. They did go to the tournament last year, though. That was last year, right? Yes. Yeah. They, yeah so he's got was, that going. Yeah, yeah. He can use that momentum. <laughs> um, the game before that, they play at Michigan State. As you remember, it took a 14-0 run to to close that out. Mm-hmm. They they they. The rocket watch slaps the floor, and then and then that happens. The game before that, Nebraska, they win by two. Uh, Nebraska had a shot like at the buzzer to win, and Jalen Smith blocked it, and then got the rebound, and they fouled him, and then get a free throw. So they almost lost to Nebraska, who's the second worst team in the Big Ten at, mm-hmm. at home. Game before that, at Illinois, down fourteen at one point. Game before that, uh, home at Rutgers, a one point game with one minute to play. Game before that, Rutgers is good though. Yeah. Game before that, uh, Iowa at home, they won by 10. I'll give them that one. That one, that one, Iowa led most of the first half. If you want to pick nits, like, you know, what they didn't play particularly awesome in the first, but Iowa's a good team. They won by 10. I'll get, I'll hand them that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, at IU, they win by one. Uh, Jackson Davis of mm-hmm. IU has a shot at the buzzer, a little floater misses. Otherwise, they lose that. We watch that uh, together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, game before that, at Northwestern, they're down 14 at halftime. Um, game before that against Purdue, they kind of boat raced Purdue. I'll give them that one. Uh, and then the two games before that, they lost uh, Wisconsin and Iowa. And then that goes back to January. We are the dads against the fence going through the games that we actually won and why we're not going to win the, in the actual playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're like, we're not an actual good team. Let me break. Even though we won these games, you know, let's break down Dude, why, why we didn't actually show me, win these games. No, here's the point, Tate. <laughs> show me where, like, Maryland, since January 7th, when they beat Ohio State, where they played well from start to finish, they, yes. I was watching the whole game, and I was like, we're, we're not going to win this at all. Like Don't Maryland make me came argue out. for Maryland. Uh, no, I never will. They came out. They beat Ohio State solidly. Um, since that time, Maryland, there's been, they've not strung together 40 good minutes of basketball really at all. But they don't care. They just want to win the Big Ten and celebrate. Right. That's all they want. But that. But my whole point is, like, <laughs> if if Maryland, if this Maryland team was wearing Duke jerseys and Maryland mm-hmm. fans were watching this team mm-hmm. and watching all these close calls and 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 how like letting Northwestern hang around in Nebraska, they would call like Maryland fans would be so obnoxious at how much mm-hmm. they're calling Duke frauds. I'm, I'm not even saying Maryland's a fraud. I don't. I, I think Maryland's a good team, but like. 
Oh my God, it is, it is wild. And then, it, uh, but like you said, it all comes back to they're going to win the Big Ten. I think mm-hmm. that's all they care about. They're like, it's been a long time. It's Let's been a long time. Let's hope that run. that will get them past this. You know what I mean? They win the Big Ten. They feel yeah. like they've cemented their place in the Big right. Ten, and then they move forward and they're happy. I think that's what I think that's what the disconnect is. Is the Maryland fans are like focused on we're winning the Big Ten. That's all mm-hmm. we care about. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm I'm watching these games like I don't know, man. I don't know if You're I trust like, you this want your Maryland TV team better. To I win want the big tournament. I want Maryland to go past the Sweet 16. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any confidence that that's going to happen based on what we've seen so far. I would love to be proven wrong. They have uh, Michigan State at home. They mm-hmm. they have, I think they're at Rutgers or Rutgers at home. I don't know. They have Michigan State, Rutgers, and uh, Michigan coming down the stretch. Great opportunities. Mm-hmm. Boat race Michigan State on th- this mm-hmm. weekend. I'll be a believer. I want to see 40 minutes. Have, or You don't have to boat race them. Just be up like seven the whole game. Be in total control. Shut down Cassius Winston. You know what I'm saying, Tate? Am, am I making sense to you? I believe you. Yeah, yeah. I think Cowan has started 127 straight games. There's my Maryland fact of the day for you. Uh, and Jalen Smith is by far their best player. And Mark Turgeon is going to continue to complain. He's continued to ruffle feathers, and they're going to probably not fare well in the tournament. And that's the Maryland story. Yeah, it's it's it. I don't know. I hope they do. I have nothing against. I'm. I, I really don't. <laughs> I have nothing against Maryland. Like if they, if they, if Maryland beats, because I already know what's going to happen. They're going to beat Michigan State by twenty, and then they're going to all the fans are going to tweet at me like, "That's what we kiss want. my ass." That's what we want. Yeah, I guess why not? Who yeah, cares? why not? But uh, I don't, I don't care if they win or lose. I'm just saying, like, it's my job to evaluate these teams and say who's good and who's not. If you're looking at Maryland, not so great. Yeah. But I blame the officials. What what inspires you when you watch Maryland play? Like, because th- there's going to come a time in the tournament where they're going to be like, "We have them right where we want them. We're down 17." With four minutes left, let's just. Do- we saw this with Nevada. This was this was the Eric Musselman story yes. with Nevada. The they're like the yes. sandbag. Like we have this. Guess what? Every mm-hmm. so often in the tournament, you think you're going to do it. You throw the ball to Morsel. He throws up the three. It misses, and you're like, "Shit, that's not how it's supposed to work." That was Especially supposed to go when in. Your yeah. two best players pass the ball first. Yeah. yeah, and then you're you're yeah, and you're in the second round. You're going home, and you're like, "Damn, how did that happen?" It's like, well, I don't know. Maybe the last two months you should have. But you know what they'll been say? Playing better. What? Well. We won the Big we Ten. We won the Big Ten. That's all that matters. You're just salty because your team sucks. You're mad that we won the Big Ten. Yeah, exactly. That's what it uh, is. That's it. That's my Maryland rant. So uh, I, I am, am officially de- – congratulations to Marquette fans uh, for <laughs> – You're safe. You're safe. I'm no longer – I no longer care about you. I'm, I'm now feeling the hatred of the Maryland fans. So if it starts with him, you have no chance. He's coming for you. Uh, what else do we have to talk about? Uh, we have to you know, quickly mention that uh, NC State, uh, I've heard a lot from NC State fans this season, and I'm going to quickly mention this. They lost to North Carolina in that building. Roy Williams, you know, uh, has somehow been able to own NC State. I think he's like 57-10 and 10, uh, overall. Oh, and he I, knows what it is. Yeah, Did you hear him in the press? Like what, he said something about it. He was like, uh, someone asked him something, and I remember he said, he, he just he referenced his record, but he like pulled it right off his head. Like he knew exactly what I mean, dad gum, I'm, you know, so what is it like 57 10? Yeah. You know, I've been yeah. blessed. Yeah. Been blessed. I don't think it's 57 and 10. That feels like too many games. I don't think Roy's been at Carolina that long to be. <laughs> I don't know, but played, again, we stayed 67 that. times. Yeah. Well, look, it feels like that to them. That's what really matters. <laughs> oh, God. That's what really matters. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so in general, the North Carolina celebrations after the fact, you know, you beat state twice. I guess people are excited about that. I don't like the celebrations, Mark Titus. I, I just want them to win a game, chill out. You know, we don't need the act dancing. Like you've been there yeah, act, did exactly. they hang a banner too? They may have, unfortunately. So that's not Carolina basketball. That, the whole point of this is we want Carolina basketball to come back. It's not here right now. Carolina had, does have the most banners hung of any arena Jerseys, I've ever been to in my life. Yes, everything. If you play there for four years, you get your jersey hung in the right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Derek Montrose. It's, yeah. it's the Indianapolis Colts and the Carolina Tar Heels that hang just the. An egregious amount of banners. The Dean Dome will turn into a museum at some point, and it'll just be 
everything in there. Um, I want to shout out uh, Virginia, who held Virginia Tech to 11 <laughs> points in the first I half. And Kia Clark uh, uh, hit the game winner, and, and that was the whole thing. But uh, we, got a, we got a lot of action about that one. Uh, they held Virginia Tech to 11 points. Poor Virginia Tech. What happened to Virginia Tech? We saw them in Maui. Mm-hmm. We thought they were going to be something. They, they, they jack a lot of threes. Uh, uh, they are a guard-dominated team. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it does not work out so well sometimes Yeah, when that is the case. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you're right. Uh, also, I want to shout out Adam Morrison getting his jersey retired mm-hmm. tonight. Again, we're recording this on Thursday night. Um, getting his jersey retired, Gonzaga. My favorite college basketball player ever. I own his jersey. Is it hanging up in here? Yeah, it is. Right over my shoulder yes. right there. There's the, the Gonzaga number three. Uh, right next to Giannis's uh, college yeah. jersey, for sure. His I Kentucky love Giannis. Jersey. Yeah, he yeah. was great at Kentucky. He was, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's, a, that's, one, that's what I'm saying. We should play that game with Kentucky guys. Like, Ask them about other people that they just Who, say they played yeah. at Kentucky. Yeah, who played? They would, they would never get know. Devin Booker on the podcast and ask him, yes. "Did this guy play Kentucky uh-huh. or not?" And you just rip the room. You're yeah, like yeah. Paul Pierce, and he's like, uh, "Yes, yeah, I think so, right?" <laughs> yeah, he was on the '96 team. I mean, he right? can ball, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's like whoever can, can hoop, hoop. If yeah. can hoop. Like go through the Heat roster. <laughs> yep, Kentucky for sure. Drogic, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Olenek, no. Oh god. Um, um, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Adam Morrison, my favorite college player of all time, getting his jersey retired tonight. So that's yeah, pretty it's cool. It's pretty sweet because you were down at the Maui Invitational. Obviously, we started the season there, and you got to have your you recreated the shot uh, from the Maui Invitational. I did. Yeah, yeah I so did. Um, all comes full, full circle. Uh, I also want to uh, mention Penn. Um, Penn, uh, the, the 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 coach at Penn. I, what, what was his name? What I forget you his name. Penn. 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 Wait, wait, wait. Penn. What's his name? <laughs> I don't remember the guy's name. The point is, we don't need to remember because yes. a 15-year show cause, Tate. 15 years, this man cannot. He can't. He can technically coach, but like he's not. He, he's untouchable, basically. And he basketball. was the one who was paid, right? That was the yeah. Story, that was the story. Which yeah. is the, this is the first time we've heard about this that an actual coach was paid to train a player, and he was the one making money. So in the world of college basketball, it's all. It's not always one to one. You know what I mean? You can get paid both ways. I thought that. I mean, the fact that he got punished more for helping a kid is actually the, the yeah. irony of it all. He, so. he he looked around the room. He's like, I thought that was what this racket is. <laughs> he's like, like, am I not supposed, supposed to help to, these kids? Am I not supposed to take money from people and <laughs> exploit people? Like, what? I'm so confused. Like, I'm going what? to the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> a 15 year show cause though. That's ridiculous. I don't. Yeah. Even, I mean. Do you think he picked up a chair and held it above his head before, as he was uh, taking maybe. the money from the maybe. kid? Maybe. I will that's say what this. I, I think it's more for the averages because if you give him 15, he's never going to come back anyway. Then it evens out when you give a guy one year, you know, uh, in the middle. Speaking of which, I want to shout out uh, DeSosa. I think he's back this weekend. Nice. I think he, Well, no, this is his last game. But they, they play Kansas State, and he's out of that one. I don't know if he's back or not. 12 games. So we don't, we I think it's it. coming up. <laughs> I didn't actually look. Doesn't but I, matter. We don't. No, know. I, it's like this weekend they play. They play Kansas mm-hmm. State because memory got suspended up to the Kansas State, like yes. so he would not be in the rematch. And I know they're playing him. Um, so it's one game. So after maybe that. he's like after that. Like yeah, yeah one game after that. Yeah, it wouldn't be funny if they started losing like, when he comes back. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> you have a better chance to fight from the bench in a suit than you do on the court. You know what I mean? So that's never good. To um, and lastly, I want to mention uh, we were making coronavirus jokes with Duncan. Uh, it is actually <laughs> no, we were asking questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we weren't making jokes. <laughs> he was we were, being very serious. Yeah, we were we were breaking it all down. Um, the NCAA is apparently investigating what to do about the coronavirus in the NCAA tournament. There is a chance, Tate, that the NCAA tournament is in jeopardy. It might be canceled. They might. Not, no, they're not going to cancel. Yeah, just they, give it to Duke. That's what they'll do. They're just like, yeah, we yeah. love the <laughs> this Blue Devils team. We would have to forfeit how much simulation. money yes. to. Like, Never. Well, here's the here's the thing, uh, Mark Emmert. If you cancel the NCAA tournament, all your players will live, but you'll lose a billion dollars. You're like, 
Play the goddamn tournament. <laughs> play the games. If you play it, they'll die, and you'll make a lot of money. And play the play the damn games. <laughs> I thought they wanted to be student athletes. Um, anything else? No, nothing at all. UCLA tonight. We're gonna see Mick Cronin in person. Let's we, see if it happened. Like by the time convince the team to play hard. When you hear from us next, we'll have gone to two UCLA games, yes. so we will have a great grasp on what who is, is happening. UCLA yeah, who now? is UCLA? Yeah, because we are going to tonight to the Arizona State game. Mm. We will be there Saturday when they play Arizona. Um, We'll know a lot more about UCLA. There's a, there's still a lot of basketball left to be played, and we're, we're going to see it. Uh, also, Moses, this is the time of the show where I would I would get mm. Moses out, and he would make the picks. Moses is under the weather. He's not feeling great today. He did not come in. Um, I don't know. I, I I tried to show him clips of Jordan's Slew game to get him inspired. He he's, he just looked at me like I'm, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. LA is a party scene. Yeah. You know, Moses is getting a little, get, a little too close to the sun. Can dogs get coronavirus? Is my question. <laughs> Should I start taking this more seriously? I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Let's yeah, ask Duncan. He Let's couldn't, get him he couldn't come in, so uh, he can't make his picks. But some games this weekend, Auburn at Kentucky, Michigan State at Maryland, <laughs> the, the game I'm going to be keeping my eye on. I'm, I'm cheering for Maryland. I'm going to say it, Tate. I am cheering for Maryland. Mm-hmm. I want Maryland to show me something. I want to be a believer. I want to be proven wrong. I think that's the way you handle all this is you shit all over their team mm-hmm. for – you go on a big rant, and then you say, but I would love to be proven wrong, and it ties mm-hmm. it back together, and then now they can't be mad at you. Uh, Duke's at Virginia. Keep eye on that one. Um <laughs> Yeah, Duke always beats Virginia though, but uh, Virginia Virginia needs a needs the win. Um, Duke's definitely winning that game. St. Mary's is at Gonzaga. The first time they played, Gonzaga gave St. Mary's one of the worst losses in program history at home. They they won by thirty. So there's that. And then uh, Michigan and Ohio State. I we, I should have talked more smack to Duncan about that. Yeah, no, I, it but, seems like that basketball rivalry. I don't know what that is. Can we get and, a? You want to get a live update on what the scores are happening right now? Yeah, sure. Before but we also what, what game would Moses pick out of these games? Because that's the, then just make the pick. For oh Moses. God, he would pick St. Mary's at Gonzaga. Okay. And, uh, I think he would pick Gonzaga to win. Okay. <laughs> Go Zags. He's not. He's not taking the spread into account. He's just picking Gonzaga straight up to win. So love that Gonzaga money line is the pick for Moses the officially. Uh, Michigan is down four, forty three thirty nine. Uh, 18 minutes left in the second half. so People will remember this forever. Interesting. Purdue's up nine at halftime on IU. 29 mm. to 20. Mm. <sighs> R.I.P. Bill Titus. Per- where, where are you? Did Purdue invite Bob Knight to that game too? <laughs> <laughs> he came out at halftime. and <laughs> Defense! <laughs> the Purdue crowd's loving like, it. Gene like, it works, fired up. It worked so well the first time we played that, mm. that uh, we, we beat IU. Let's, see, <laughs> let's get Knight to come out at every, every game. <laughs> He's fine with that. That'll be good. All right, we're off to Pauly. Uh, we will see you guys on Tuesday. Have a great weekend uh, of college basketball. I hope all your teams win, and especially I hope the Maryland Terrapins win. Congratulations on winning the Big Ten, guys. Watch out, Turgeon. Week.